the keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. I'm excited about this. And Bomber T, have no fear. Football is here because USFL has their championship game coming up. Championship weekend because I don't know what day it's on, Ed, but championship weekend. Get excited. Yeah. Football fans around the world. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. USFL football. Hey, I'm I, I'm not going to say no to it, man, I, especially if it's on. Yeah, I'm with Bomber T, though. I'm itching for football. I'm itching for, you know, tangible things that can happen, actual practice, and we're getting close. I mean, we're almost into the month of July. True. We know that training camp comes up right after that. Uh, the 26th of July, I believe, is the date that the 49ers are going to be reporting. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about training camp, and I'm looking forward to getting out there and seeing what's going on. That's that's literally not that far away, and that's... That's a liter- in in one day, and that will be twenty five days away. That's right. That's that's crazy. Well it's said. coming. It's coming quick. TCC. So make sure you like the video right now. Subscribe if you haven't already. Share the video with the rest of the faithful ant. And let's get into some some things, some topics. Yes, we got lots of Q and A today, chat. So lots of questions, and start populating chat right now with those with those questions, and we'll get to them here shortly. But let's also talk about some interesting information coming out about the 49ers and ESPN first and foremost. Uh, doesn't always get some things right, but they are coming out here on a limb and saying that Juwan Jennings is going to be the surprise for the 49ers in the 2022 campaign this season. And you know what? There are a lot of signs that point to that potentially being the case, the improved role last season for him, the expansion of that role. And Kyle Shanahan coming out and saying he's creating the most separation of all the wide receivers in camp. Uh, maybe they're onto something here. Yeah, I'll tell you what's interesting is I happen to go back and catch one of our training camp videos from last year. And it was us talking about Jawan Jennings how, looking so good in practice and creating separation. Oh. And us talking about how, how he's 4'7". How is he creating so much separation? So it's something that he's definitely got in his you know tool belt that he's able to do at a high level. And I'm glad ESPN is taking notice. I hope that Jawan Jennings gets all the recognition he deserves because he's out there grinding and playing at a, at a high level. I've been really impressed with his work ethic, the way he's approached the NFL, the way he's been you know, a very good blocker, yep. um, but yep. the receiving things came along with it. At the end of the year, he really came into his own. He got a, a nice, fresh roll with what Kyle Shanahan wanted him to do on offense, and I expect him to take even a further jump this year because he's just more co- comfortable, more confident. Kyle Shanahan is more comfortable and confident without to put him in the right situations. So, yeah, I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, I would agree with you on that, and it doesn't surprise, wouldn't shock me or surprise me in the slightest. What's good, Faithful? Kelly Young, how you doing? Hey, fellas, I know either Verrett or Mosley will play nickel. Can we see Dante Johnson take snaps at nickel? Ronnie, you might. You might be able to see this guy uh, or see, yeah, see Dante Johnson taking snaps at the nickel. There's a lot of things Dante Johnson could do with this defense, Ant. Um, there's a lot of things he could he could do with this team and a lot of roles he can play, including safety. So he has a lot of versatility, a lot of utility, number 27 out there for the San Francisco 49ers. So we'll see what role he ends up actually being in. Uh, but, but the Juwan Jennings situation is very interesting because we thought the Kendrick Bourne role was something that maybe he could fit into and, and, and do a very good job of. And so far, that has been the case. He's been more sure-handed than Kendrick Bourne has been. He's been able to create more separation in big-time situations and moments than KB has consistently. That's a positive for San Francisco. And if the, the route running and the separation is getting even better, matter of fact, so much better that Kyle Shanahan is now commenting on it, then we could be seeing 
a huge 2022 season for Jawan Jennings. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get crazy, Ant. But could we see a 500 yard season from Jawan Jennings? I, I think that's possible. You know, and they've went out and they've added players that are going to make his role even easier. It's true. Adding Danny Gray and Ray Ray McLeod are not just going to help Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, but it's going to help Jawan mm-hmm. Jennings too because it's going to create more voids over the middle for him to be able to sit down and make the plays that he needs to play. Also, he does run nice out routes. He gets to the sideline very well, and that's something that it fits with what Trey Lance does well. So I think those things are going to help Jawan Jennings, and I think Jennings' role is going to improve. The one thing I'm curious to see if it improves a little bit is the run after the catch. Uh, right now, it's, I think, about six yards that he's averaging after the catch, which is low compared to a lot of the other players on the team. He's not exactly a yak bro no. right now, no. but I want to see if that develops, if he gets more comfortable in this scheme, comfortable with what Kyle wants him to do, and then that creates more opportunities for him to create after the catch. I think that would be big. We did see that moment, right, where he would rumble, bumble, and stumble mm-hmm. and get those big yards, but right now I'm okay with him having that role where he converts third downs and he converts touchdowns. Look, Juwan is the kind of guy that's going to catch the ball near the sticks and then power and shoulder his way through the couple yards he needs to to get over the sticks he's not going to be the guy who is necessarily the yak guy he's not going to be yeah necessarily a yak bro um and that's that's okay because not everyone can be a yak bro some people just have to be the guy who gets the couple yards and plays that position possession type role and Juwan does it great uh, and i'm fine with it and look the what Callie just said about him as well he's one of the best blocking wide receivers in football is another reason why that he could end up having the breakout year because he's going to have more opportunities to be on the field than any of the other wide receivers in that room because the Niners are a run-first football team. Um, he's going to be in a situ- put into situations where they may want to go three wide receivers, and he will be the third guy if the, the ability to run the football is presenting itself and is available for the 49ers. So that's not something you can discount. Yeah, you're you're right. You know, I, I think you're right. I think you know Jennings is one of those guys that's absolutely fantastic blocking. He was ranked fourth best in the sure. NFL, and that's something that Kyle Shanahan values over a lot. Um, he is he is a perfect role for what Kyle Shanahan wanted. He does the things that Kendrick Bourne did well, but he also does the things that Kendrick Bourne did okay better, which is the blocking aspect of yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a big body who plays very physical. I mean, they talked about if he wasn't a wide receiver, he was a safety. Like that's how they saw him. I do like the aggressive nature. Now, Lou is saying Debo's contract doesn't get done until the Jimmy G saga is completed. How do you suggest they can pay Debo otherwise? No more restructures. Wrong. Well, the good news is for you, Lou, is I know exactly how this happens. All you do is add his extension onto his current deal. His rookie Uh, deal stays intact, and you add the extension onto that. It's really easy to get it done. You know, and the 49ers can definitely figure out the money now. I mean, I think there's a lot of guides with all the players that have been signed, you know, and Terry McClellan. Lauren, uh, AJ Brown. I think all those go in to show the exact structure of which Debo Samuel's contract can be done. They don't need any extra money to sign Debo to an extension. They don't need any extra money to sign Nick Bosa to an extension. All they need to do is work out the details of what those four or five years, you know, after his rookie deal would be. So it's more of a tack on. He's still going to pay, uh, get paid $4 million this year. They have over $5 million available. If you convert some of that to signing bonus, they could even be less. So the 49ers don't have to incur any extra costs this season. In fact, Ant, the Niners can end up saving themselves some money by doing exactly what you just said and converting yeah. some of that to a signing bonus. They can also add some incentives into this contract that they believe he may hit that would kick into next year's money, which is not a big deal because you're going to have more money next year. You're going to get off the Jimmy's contract. There's going to be even more available with the salary cap going up. So they can 100% get a deal done for Debo Samuel. For the 49ers, it's not about being the first ones to the table. It's not about being the first guy to sit down and get the contract done with their star player who's got a bunch of other guys competing out in the market and trying to set the, set the number. For them, it's about getting them the most bang for their buck. 
the you know making sure they take care of their guy and take care of their football team not overpaying and being the first one to sit down the table and just rush to get a deal done but making sure they get the best deal done for their player and the best deal deal done for their team for their future so they can make more moves and be flexible financially flexible and be able to move things around um they are very good about this they don't rush to to make these types of decisions they're very patient and calculated with this which is why we said right closer to july is when you could see this being done closer to camp guess what 26 27 days out from camp and and all of a sudden the likelihood of a deal for for debo samuel is now oh it's apparent everyone's reporting on it a, a mega deal is looming all of this is looming and he was supposed to be out the door and traded ant when we were sitting around the draft i mean it's it's crazy how much the narrative changes and how like up and down it goes the roller coaster ride hopefully you didn't go too crazy on this roller coaster and you get to enjoy this final stretch here because at the end of this debo samuel is going to be a 49er for a while yeah, I think so. You know, and we would say no money up front, no way. Um, but that's how they get the signing bonus. They mm -hmm. work it out. They spread it amongst different seasons where that's where it hits your salary cap. But he does get money up front. That can be done. Um, could they wait until Jimmy Garoppolo gets moved, traded, released, whatever, and then use some of that money if they wanted to You know, have less of a hit over the remaining four years of whatever Debo's contract would look like? Sure, they could. Um, but we're just saying it can be done. There's nothing holding up the Debo, Debo contract besides the 49ers and Debo coming to an agreement on what the structure of that contract looks like. And at some point, they're going to get it done. And the 49ers history has shown the closer we get to training camp, the more likely it is to get done. Very true. Bomber T, are they going to have any good players left after paying Debo and Bosa 100%? Because that salary cap is not going going back down no it's it's just not it's not going back down in fact and it could get even more ridiculous and, and continue going up because I don't, I don't know if you've seen this or, or been watching this but nfl red zone and and sunday ticket is on the dock right now to be sold for three billion dollars is what the offers that they've been having coming in which means in a few years another tv deal is going to get done for one of these contracts for one of these and that is going to then kick into into gear even more money coming in, which means more expendable income, more ways to pay more players, and potentially an expansion of rosters, season games, and things of that nature was going to factor in as well. Uh, no, the Niners will be fine. They'll be able to pay their two best players and future players down the road. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of money that's coming in. They've expanded the playoffs. They're doing a Monday night on Wild Card Weekend now. That's more money. Prime Video doing the Thursday night games. That's more, more money. money. Uh, every single time they do something. I mean, it's as simple as this. George Kittle wants an extra bye week. There's no, it's not like during that bye week there's going to be no games. There are it going just to be means games. one extra week of the football season, which means more money. Everything is about more money for the NFL. They're going to keep finding a way. And as they do, that salary cap is going to balloon. These players are going to make more and more money. And that's why you're seeing receivers' value go up. It started with Christian Kirk, but now it's trending across the entire league because everyone's paying these receivers and now Debo Samuel's at a going rate for what those receivers are getting paid around the league. So is it difficult to pay your players that much money? Yes. But look at the contracts already for like George Kittle and Fred Warner as they're already getting passed up. As soon as you sign these guys to a deal, it feels like the deal starts to depreciate and somebody else is going to get more money as it goes through. Um, so I think that there's it's always going to go up. There's going to be a lot of money. It makes it difficult, but they can still get it done. It's true. Uh, look, I, I, I did have a question for you. Did you know what the guaranteed amount was for McLaurin? I know it was a three-year, $71 million extension. 
Um, was it 71 million guaranteed or was it like 50 million? Yeah, it was in the 50s range. Okay. I don't remember the exact number. I do Makes remember that AJ Brown's, I believe, was like $53 million guaranteed. So a lot of people were thinking that if Debo's guaranteed money was in the early 60s, that the 49ers would pay him more than AJ. I think AJ Brown's contract is actually the one to look at yeah. to for Debo's structure. But you've got the same agent dealing with all of these, right? He's dealing with McLaurin. He's dealing with AJ Brown. He's dealing with DK Metcalf and with Debo Samuel. True. So all the structures are looking similar, and that's why it seems more imminent that the 49ers get a deal done with Debo Samuel. Do you think that the deal is going to be a three-year extension or you expect longer? Because I would I would expect a four to five-year extension and around that 20 million per year range. Maybe it's you know, a five-year deal worth $100 million, but it ends up factoring in with the guarantees that it ends up only being about maybe, you know, it's $20 million over that that five years. So maybe it's $100 million guaranteed, but like a $125, $130 million contract. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be a four-year deal at least. You know, I, mean, sure. I think they're going to add four years onto what they have, so it's a five-year extension, Fair. you know, probably Fair. like $106 million, something like that, I would guess, or $110 million, you know, depending on how they make it work. Um, but I think they're going to get it done. And, you know, this is just the way they handle it. This is the way they handle business. I see Lou said, okay, and if you if you say <laughs> this is true about Debo, why didn't they do it a long time ago? Why would they wait so long? Money keeps going up and up. It doesn't make sense to me. Is it going up and up, though? And No, it's not really going up. Actually, it's settled uh, because Terry McLaurin would have been thought more to be in Debo's range. A.J. Brown getting less than Tyreek Hill. So it has settled. Christian Kirk set the market. Now, we had a conversation about this before. If the 49ers would have struck while the iron was hot right after the season and tried to work out a deal with Debo, his the height of his value could have been extreme. I, it might have was been, coming off how good of a wide back he was. It would have been mid mid 20s, right? Yeah. Probably in that mid 20s range. Then the Christian Kirk situation happened, and it goes from mid 20s to 30s. You're gonna need to pay me 30 million because that's what it. So if you strike while the iron is hotter, you do this earlier, you may end up paying. Five six million more per year than what you're actually going to end up paying them now, which is going to probably end up being the low twenties. And I think the way the 49ers work out their structure on these extensions, they like to get through free agency. They like to get through their draft picks to know what kind of money they're it's going to look like. You know, because they don't know what they're going to do in those situations. You don't know what free agents you're going to be able to be tasked with. You also don't know if you're going to be able to you know go ahead and pick up a player. So. I think that they always save money for that. So I'm not sure exactly how it all works out. But, I mean, this is why I think they wait. They wait till everything's settled. They know what the money looks like. And then they go ahead and strike on a contract. Uh, very, very true there. Uh, I don't think we're having any issues here on our end with with video. So if that's something on you, just try and reload the page. I, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, let us know. Let us know if it's, uh, if it's acting up for you consistently, if it's acting up for a few of you. Um, Callie here says, and Alex, do we keep five or six wide receivers? I think, well, number one, I already know where you're at on this, Ant. Uh, but go ahead. You you go first with this. Five or six wideouts for the 49ers? Uh, I think it's going to be five. I think you already got the five that you know you want, need, uh, the skill set. You got Debo Samuel, Brandon, Jawan Jennings, Danny Gray, True. and Ray Ray McLeod. I think those are the five. I think everyone else is a, a full tier at least below them for that sixth spot. I think the reason the 49ers kept six last year was because Jalen Hurd they wanted to have that versatility to be able to keep a guy, you know, that could do a lot of things, but you know, he just isn't, he just wasn't able to stay healthy. So they, they moved on uh, and went a different direction. And now I don't feel the need for six guys. I think it's going to be five. You have a tight end like George Kittle, who you can use in the receiving game. You have Kyle, you yep. who can be re using the receiving game. You have Elijah Mitchell, who was starting to do that 
in the playoffs. I don't think you need a six wide receiver unless they're going to help your team on special teams. And I don't think they need that guy because they got George Odom. They got Oren Burks. They got Demetrius Flanagan fouls. Fair. And you still have guys like Jawan Jennings and Ray Ray McLeod. They're going to help on special teams as well. You know, that's right, Marvin. I'm glad you got it figured out. Sometimes technology, that's all it is. It's a quick reset and then it works exactly the way it's supposed to. It shouldn't be that way, but sometimes it is. Um, look, five wide receivers. I don't see them keeping a sixth and barring injury potentially at another position in which maybe they feel like the next best player is a wideout. I still don't foresee that being the case. You have your five. I don't think it's close. I don't think there's anyone that's near the five that they have right now, whether that's D whether Debo, B.A., Juwan Jennings, Ray Ray, and Danny Gray. I think it's those five. It's not close. That's what it's going to be. Um, I think it's just a formality at this point in camp. It's just going through and trying to get an idea of with these other young guys, which guys you're going to keep around your practice squad or which guys you're going to let go. Also, the fact that it's preseason and you need bodies to get yourself through those games and through those practices so you're not tearing down your starters. Uh, look, I, I think that's the reality. Um, I'm excited about this five. That's the thing I know. I'm, I'm as excited about this five as I was last year, potentially even more so because you have a little bit more speed in this room than you did last year. Yeah, you have a lot of versatility. I mean, you really do. I mean, Debo can do everything that you, you need in a wide receiver. He can do it all. And then I think everyone thinks that Brandon Ayuk is going to take another step forward. He better. He feels more comfortable. The, the way he talks just makes you think this guy's ready to go. He's accepted a leadership role. Jawan Jennings, the same thing. We talked about him a little bit earlier in the episode. He's one of those guys that's coming on the scene. But the way that Kyle Shanahan spoke about Ray Ray McLeod, maybe the most interesting is the fact he valued him so much as a wide receiver. His versatility to be able to do things in the backfield, be able to run the reverses, you know, all the fly sweeps, the gadget type things that Kyle likes to have in his offense is going to be something to monitor and watch. And I think if he's starting to have success doing those things, the, the attention that he's going to get is going to help the other wide receivers. Agreed. So I think Kyle has kind of got the perfect set of wide receivers that have a skill set that fits what he wants to do on offense and how he schemes it up is going to be exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this room. I'm hoping everyone stays healthy because I think if so, they're going to light it up. A healthy wide receiver room and is going to do wonders for Trey Lance here in year one. It's going to help him in a big way. And if that O line holds up as well, then we're in a great spot. D will. How are you doing? Uh, good to see you down there in chat. My guy, uh, Big Papa, 49ers have set a precedent of signing their top-notch players during training camp and paying them well. Continuing that pattern will give players confidence in the future, in, in the future, and that gives them. Look, I think the the, the other thing too that can't be undersold with this is the consistency this team has by continuing to sign guys at specific times, regardless of whether a player wants to get paid early or not early. It gives them a confidence and in, in, in a sense of sense of understanding where their position is, right? If you feel like you're one of the best players on this team and the best players on this team always get signed in training camp the year before their big contract is up and that's when the deals are getting done for you, then you know when to expect that to be happening. And if it's happening before then, then you start to wonder and think to yourself, am I as valuable as San Francisco as I believe I am to be? Because the 49ers are consistent in terms of how they handle their top end talent and their stars, there really isn't concern for them. Unless you've got someone who is egotistical, so egotistical and that you know what, if it's not going to get done right now when I want it to be, then I don't want to be here and literally force their way out, don't show up to anything, yada, yada, yada. People believed that's what was happening with Debo Samuel. They believed that's the path that was heading down, even though there was no signs of it being there. Debo kept saying, nobody knows what's going on other than the people I have talked with, yada, yada, yada. My agents, me, the 49ers, we know what's going on. Everybody else is just talking out their behind. When you got a guy coming out saying that, He's trying to tell you that the issues that are being promulgated out there maybe aren't really issues. And until we got a guy that comes through here and, 
you know, starts TOing it and doing sit-ups in the parking lot in his in his you know his, in his driveway at home. Until we got that going on, I don't think we have too much to worry about with our stars in the front office. Yeah, I think players has really appreciated consistency. They Agreed. appreciate knowing what they can expect from you, and I think agents will as well. It's like the 49ers can tell them, "Hey, look, we're going to handle this the way we handle every situation. No players different." We're going to sign these extensions when we get through the free agency, when we get through the draft, we're going to get this done. I think that they can all appreciate that, and I think that's a good thing for the 49ers, and I think that's why you see the locker room handling things the way they do. You mm-hmm. hear Trent Williams talking about, hey, don't worry. We know it's going to get it. George Kittle saying, hey, it's going to get done. These guys understand what's going to happen with Debo Samuel. Do they all wish that it was already done so they don't have to answer questions so they knew they had Debo locked up? Yes. Uh, but the 49ers handle their business a certain way, and I think that is important that this is going to be for future years as well. Is there, they have now a, a blueprint on how they handle negotiations. You're seeing it with Debo. Now next year you're going to see it with Nick Bosa, and I think it's all going to work out in the end, and we just got to stick to it, stick to the course, and just remember, these guys know what they're doing. They're trying to do the best they can for the franchise. All the while, the players are trying to do what's best for them and their brand. Uh, agreed with you there, Anton. A shocking turn of events that the brand kind of matters also. Yeah. It does matter. Uh, Fogies not wrong also. Did you forget to hit the like button? And did you forget what it looks like? Uh, if so, it's okay. It's just a thumb. You just you just click it. it. It gets fully highlighted, and that's how you know that you've selected it. So make sure you like the video if you haven't already. It looks just like that. Just like that thumb there, Ant. Uh, also, uh, Donald Johnson, who do you think will get the most receiving yards this year? This is interesting. Because a lot of people were throwing B.A. into the stratosphere last year going into the season, and then it was Debo into the stratosphere in the first half of the year. What do you think, Ant? Who, who is the guy in the wide receiving room right now that's going to lead the pack? In the wide receiver room or on the team? Let's just say team. Uh, I'm going to go with George Kittle. Okay, fair. Uh, I think George Kittle, there's going to be so much attention paid to Debo Samuel, and I think early on that's going to pay dividends for what Brandon Ayuk does. But I think at some point they decide we need to take away Debo, we need to take away Ayuk, and that's when George Kittle gets the matchups that the 49ers like. And I think he's going to really have some opportunities to get down the field. We've seen him get open down the field when Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback. Now he's got a quarterback in Trey Lance that has the cannon to get him the football. I think there will be some big plays for George Kittle. So I look for all those guys that have pretty good numbers, maybe even really close to each other, with Kittle just edging them and having another all-pro year. Look, I would agree with you. I think George Kittle is the prime candidate to lead the pack this year just because of how much attention Debo is going to get. I think you're going to see an elevation of B.A. as well. So I think what you may end up seeing is a – Debo Samuel is the the low man on the totem pole this year in terms of yardage, uh, actual physical yardage. You could end up seeing that this year because I do think B.A. Will, will take an uptick in terms of yards and his production for this football team, which would be great for the 49ers. It'd be great to have three wide receivers who are three guys in your wide receiver room and tight end room. Uh, you got to include George Kittle there, obviously. That can all put up 1,000 yards because it makes you so dynamic and it makes you so so tough to defend against. I think that's the reality, and I would agree with you. I do believe that is the case. I think George Kittle was primed to have himself a breakout year, and specifically, Ant, um, because of the dominance of the run game and the addition of Trey Lance being able to stretch the field vertically, I think it's just going to open up so many different avenues for Kittle to beat teams, whether that's corner routes on the sidelines, seam routes, underneath stuff. Uh, I think it's just going to open the door to a lot of stuff. Uh, Mr. Corey, you're also not wrong. As long as the 49ers don't sign Miles Bridges, uh, two reasons there, obviously. Uh, the first of which, Ant, is the off-the-court issues. And the second uh, of the things being the fact that they're off-the-court issues and not off-the-field issues because he doesn't even play football. So, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that you brought that up because I did not have any idea who Miles Bridges was. 
Um, the only bridges uh, I know is Nash Bridges, and I don't think Don Johnson was going to be playing for the 49ers. No, uh, he's in I, our he's in our chat. I, I, you're right. <laughs> you're, you're you're very right, and I do think that stems from David Campbell saying sign or a trade for Kevin Durant, ah, a big time red makes, zone threat. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I see what you guys are doing there. You're going with <laughs> players that aren't traditionally football players. There's a trend of that right now. Anthony Edwards is out on Twitter slinging footballs like like 60 yards. Yeah, and then you got Gary Payton Jr. saying to the 49ers to give him a phone call about playing corner. Um, so I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that's going on. That dude is a freak athlete. He is. Way. Well, I mean, are you surprised that that was the glove? No, I'm not surprised <laughs> by it. And and you can see like the way he plays, yeah. like the dad, his dad's tassie. Anyway, let's get off of that. DC, <laughs> my goodness gracious, great job though, chat. Great job with yeah. the correlating and crossing there. Uh, Forty hours, Fogey. RPO is going to be very exciting this year. Agreed. I think it's going to be extremely, extremely exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You know, the run pass option is something that. You know, the 49ers have done here and there. They did some with Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course, it looks a lot different with Jimmy. I wonder how much we're going to see the same with Trey. You know, is he going to turn his back to the defense, whip around, and throw those slants? Or is he going to do it primarily in gun, the way that Nick Foles and the Eagles mm -hmm. handled it? But RPO is very difficult to stop if it's executed correctly. You got the fact the 49ers motion more than any team in the NFL. 87% of snaps, the 49ers are on the move. I think that that makes it even more difficult because with the RPO, you're making it look like a run. It's a run pass option. It is a run play. Unless the defense plays it a certain way, then it becomes a pass. So I think in those situations, you see a linebacker move, boom, hit the void in the defense. It's a big play. But it could be huge. And if Trey Lance is ready for that in this offense, which he definitely could be, uh, this 49ers uh, pass game could get real exciting real quick. That's the nice thing about having a, a quarterback and who's got the intelligence and the IQ that, that Trey Lance has is that as soon as he gets comfortable and settles into what he's seeing, he's going to be able to take the IQ, what he's seeing, and be able to diagnose quickly and then get the ball out where he needs to get it out. And he's got a cannon. So even if he's a little bit late and he sees what he's supposed to see, he'll be, still be able to get it there uh, in certain times and certain situations. So I am excited about that in a big way, and we'll see what it translates into and what that RPO ends up looking like, Ant, and how often they go to use it. Uh, Brad Jones here. I think Debo is believing he got some bad advice from his agent. Hence why he brought in more people to help with his negotiations. It might be that. It also could just be, Brad, that he didn't like how negotiations were going. Maybe he didn't like the, the path and the trajectory that it was taking. And he was sitting there going, hey, you know what? I know I made a big hub about A, B, C, and D, but that was just to try and get myself to the middle number, what I was hoping for. And you guys are trying to push for this. And the reality is I don't necessarily know if I want that. I know I want to be in San Francisco. And maybe there was just a disconnect there. And that's why he went in a different direction and brought more people in. Yeah, hopefully his agent's better than Freddie Freeman's agent. Yeah, he didn't even give him that. his last offer. Yeah. Uh, let's hope for that. And I, I think Debo did make a little bit of a, a choice and, and make a decision there by heading to mini camps. He did different than DK Metcalf, which we know you know that agent is telling them don't show up. You know, don't do what you're. You know, don't do any of that. Terry McLaurin didn't show up. Uh, so I think that Debo just wanted to handle it a different way, and I think a lot of the reason is how much respect he has for this front office and his friendship with Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. He wants to handle this like a professional, and he's doing it exactly right. He's handling it the right way, and that's going to go a long way when it comes to the next contract. Because if Debo comes up for that contract, the 49ers will want to do right by him in that situation. He didn't want to be traded. He wanted to be with the San Francisco 49ers where they know how to maximize his abilities. And I think that that's something he's looking to keep in order. Um, so he had to make some moves. And I think he is more enthralled and into what he's doing as far as getting this contract done. Agreed with you. In a shocking turn of events, and the wideback Devo Samuel doesn't actually hate being a wideback. I'm stunned by this. He just hates probably the load in terms of running the ball on the back. Yeah. 
and I don't blame him for that at all. Uh, Mr. Corey, USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten with a big barf sign, Ant. That's interesting. Money, 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 money. Everyone's got a price. I mean, that's what that's what's happening right now. <laughs> and from everything I've heard, all eyes are on other teams as well, including Oregon, who could potentially be jumping to the Big Ten as well. There, there are rumors that there's going to be two mega conferences, the Big Ten with 20 teams, the SEC with 20 teams, and then the Big 12 is about to have the Arizona schools and BYU jump over as well. Uh, so the, the the Big 12, the Big 10, and the SEC are about to dominate. Pac-12 could be gone. What's funny is it was just, what, four or five years ago, Oklahoma and Texas almost went to the Pac-12 and made the Pac-16. Uh, things happen real quick. It's all about that money right now. Uh, very, very true, Ant. Very, very true. Shocker, PFF underrates our roster again, ranking the Dolphins above us. Drop a link to that, Brad. I'd like to be able to take a look at uh, where they ranked that Dolphins roster. Uh, I'm not surprised that they did that because they did load up on a plethora of talent in both free agency, the draft, Ant, and trades uh, after said draft. I'm not surprised by that. Uh, but again, you know, rosters and names on papers is all great and good. Uh, it matters how it meshes. Now, the good news for the Dolphins is that they do have themselves one hell of a coach in uh, Mr. Mike McDaniels. Yeah, it always happens because of sexy names, right? You, you, Whichever team has the, mo the most sexy names are going to be the teams that are the ones that are valued the most. And the 49ers don't have a lot of what you would deem sexy names. And so they don't they don't value the players the way that we do. So we see it from a different lens. I appreciate what Mike McDaniel and them are building in Miami. I think they've done a good job. And I think that actually started with Flores. Uh, they build a really good defense and they have a good team. But when it comes down to it, I'll take Trey Lance every single day, twice on Sunday over to attack of Iloa. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty comfortable with the 49ers roster the way it is. In fact, I think 49ers roster is one of the top three in the league. And anyone that says anything else, uh, I want to question them big time. Sure, uh, sure. From <laughs> Australia here, so not sure how it can be the Big Ten if they have 12 to 20 teams in it. Brad, uh, I, agreed. They'll figure that out when the time comes. They they will. Big Papa, please, please, please underestimate us. Hey, I love it when the Niners are underdogs, and it always makes it a lot of fun in that category. And David Campbell with the 999 Super Chat. Appreciate all you guys do. Hit the like button for Gary. You absolutely need to. Resident Mod Gary uh, in chat, locking it down, holding it down for us, and uh, show Gary some love and hit that like button. Yeah, thank you so much, David. I mean, David's uh, one of the great ones. He's one of the, the best that there is in 49er land. So if you don't follow David on socials, you should. Um, he's always got good takes and good things to say, but we really appreciate David around here. So thank you so much, David. Uh, appreciate it, David. Appreciate it big time. Uh, look, I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited about what this roster could look like. And I'm excited about all the things happening with the 49ers right now. There's also a lot of talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, Ant, and what's going on with Jimmy and where he could go. Mayoko talking about Cleveland, the trade destination. If you don't trade him, you cut him. It's Seattle or it's Carolina. He feels those are the options for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, look, I think it's very interesting that the Jimmy Garoppolo situation has played out the way it has. I have been very happy that it's been mostly quiet on the westward front right now for the 49ers and and the media in terms of talking about jimmy garoppolo i saw espn last week came out with a thing that said jimmy garoppolo is on track and everything is healthy and he's had no setbacks with his surgery but there hasn't been a lot of speculation since draft time about jimmy which i'm fine with i'm glad people have settled into the idea that jimmy is here for now i know people aren't necessarily happy about it but we're gonna wait to see what happens and once he's healthy then i imagine the news is going to ramp up uh 
to about 10,000 ants. They're going to rip the knob off this thing, and it's just going to be Jimmy Garoppolo news 24-7. Yeah, because I think we're a week or two from Jimmy Garoppolo being cleared and throwing the football. Um, I, I think we're getting to that time. Jimmy's about to get cleared, and when it happens, I know they, his camp says they're looking for a quick resolution. I'm sure a quick resolution for him would mean he would like to be released so he can go out and figure out which team he wants to go to. Fair. For the 49ers, though, they're going to exhaust all options as far as trading him. They would love to trade him to a team where they can get draft capital back, still be able to free up that money, and also not have to worry about him ending up in Seattle. Because even though you don't worry about the Seattle Seahawks with Jimmy Garoppolo beating you, you do worry about the wealth of knowledge he could take there of understanding your offense in and out. The best situation is for him to go to the AFC, for him to go to Cleveland. Uh, that would be interesting if him and Jacoby Brissett end up being the quarterbacks there in Cleveland, and then maybe Seattle gets Baker Mayfield, who I'm perfectly fine with. But I, I think those are things that are going to be decided here real quick. So I think we are on Jimmy Watch. Uh, we were on Jimmy Watch right as free agency was about to start. Was he going to get traded? Was he going to get cut? He ended up having surgery. Let's hope this time he gets cleared so we can get a resolution to this before we get into the training camp. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I know SI had put out an article. I don't know if it was the Cone Man or not, but I know someone from SI put out an article that said the only way he gets dealt to Cleveland is if you get Baker in a return. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's the case. I think there is a three-team trade scenario that you could work out that sends Baker somewhere else, sends Jimmy to Cleveland, and you get something in return and get some compensation. Yeah, I don't think it has to. I think they could have a trade before that with Seattle for Baker Mayfield. Um, Mayfield's True. money comes off the con you know comes off the deal, and then you restructure a contract with Jimmy Garoppolo to make him tradable. I think you could work it out. There's always a way to make it happen. You just have to be willing to go through the work. And I think that you know they would be motivated there in Cleveland to bring in a Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I don't think you want to go in with a just Jacoby Brissett being your starting quarterback, but having those two guys you'll know, be there. Brissett would be a solid backup for Jimmy Garoppolo. They do the same sort of things. And Jimmy Garoppolo would have a really good understanding of what they do on offense in Cleveland. Uh, very, very true. And to look, Stefanski there did a lot of things with Kirk Cousins. And people throw that comparison on all the time. The Jimmy Garoppolo-Kirk Cousins comparison and, and them being put in the same category together uh, happens quite a bit. It happens a lot. Um, so I think he would be able to have a lot of success there, and especially if everything plays out the way it's looking like it's going to play out right now. Cleveland is going to need to address that quarterback situation. They're going to need to do something because they still have some talent there. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens and what direction they decide to go. Uh, Marvin's here. You know, if they trade him to Carolina, they could end up with Sam Darnold in return. No. Yeah, that's the thing, right? The 49ers are trying to maximize the money. So I think if they had to get a Baker Mayfield or a Sam Darnold in return, they would deem that that worth, you know, as far as draft picks wasn't enough. And they would just go ahead and release Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. It's more important for them to free up the $25 million than it is for them to get some draft capital back. I think they're just hoping they can get a situation where not only do they unload the contract, but they do get some capital back. But in the end, you're not taking on a Darnold and his, his $18 million or a Baker Mayfield and his $18 million because those contracts are absolute albatrosses because they're guaranteed money. Uh, you don't want guaranteed money. Right now, Jimmy Garoppolo only has one point what, you know, guaranteed money. To, to me, Jimmy Garoppolo's contract is a lot better deal to work with than the current contracts that both of those players have. Uh, very true. And Lou just said it. Why would they cut him until the last minute if we can't trade him? Um, look, I think I think the reality is is that if you can't deal Jimmy, then you're going to let him play through camp. You're going to let him you could. compete Ant for that starting job, and then you're going to move off of him once it's been determined that Trey Lance is going to be your starting quarterback because all, not only do all signs point to it, at this point in time, based on how, how everything is shaking out, it just seems like this is the, the time to make that move. What is interesting about that is it's going to make for some 
very interesting practice at training camp uh, and media sessions oh, yeah. because people are going to want to talk to Jimmy Garoppolo. They're going to want to evaluate his play because if he's the backup quarterback in San Francisco, minus the 49ers telling him, no, just don't show up or just come here and watch, he's going to be playing in games. And I think they it's one of those things where you don't want him to get hurt, but you also want people to see what they're getting in Jimmy Garoppolo. So you want to kind of flaunt him out there. Uh, to me, it's a tough situation for the 49ers and a tough situation for Trey Lance. From a football standpoint, it makes the most sense in the world to have Jimmy Garoppolo. From a non-football and a mental standpoint, it makes no sense to have Jimmy Correct. Garoppolo because that's going to be a, a real distraction for Trey Lance. 100%. And so, Lou, to your point, why would they cut him at the last minute if they can't trade him? It's specifically because you want to wait until the last minute, give teams an opportunity to see him, see him healthy, see what he can do, and see if someone's willing to give you anything. If someone is, great. If someone's not... Then you just pull the trigger and move on. Right? You, you gave it your best shot. The situation definitely didn't unfold in any fashion that you wanted it to, but you allow Jimmy now to to have gone out and demonstrate that he's healthy and let the team take a chance on him. Yeah, I mean, you, why not, right? And you know, it, it's it's not one of those things where we're trying to have it both ways. It's just it's just looking at it. It doesn't make sense for Trey Lance to hold on to him. But it also doesn't make sense from a business standpoint no. to get rid of him early. Correct. So it's kind of a catch-22. So what the 49ers ultimately decide is going to be interesting. And it could be as simple as, yeah, Jimmy, show up. Go through some practice things, but you're not really going through anything. And you know, you're know you not going to play in the preseason. I think they could do that. But it's just going to be a huge distraction for Trey. Uh, agreed with you. Uh, Michael Humphrey here. All the If everyone is healthy, who wins? Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle? Or Ward, Verrett, and Mosley. You're talking about in one-on-one situations? You mean the group, the wide receiver group versus the cornerback group? That's tough. If all guys are healthy? Man, I think I have to go with the DBs if all of them are healthy. Because a healthy Jason Verrett is, is a pro bowler. Ward is probably, it's a, he's a pro bowler. I mean, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. I mean, Kittle is a pro bowler as well, but I mean... I, Ayuk hasn't been consistent. Mosley has been. It feels like the the Ayuk conundrum there leads us to leads me to lean toward more towards that cornerback room. Uh, I'm taking the receivers. Uh, I, I like I'm, it. I'm going to take a Kittle with a Jimmy Ward matchup. I think he could use his body. Um, yeah. So I think that's the way it is. I think he bodies up Jimmy Ward, but I think it's a good matchup overall. Is it Jimmy Ward or Charvarius Ward? Oh, is it? If it's a Charvarius Ward, then it's a different story. That's what I mean. Uh, then it would be probably Verrett v. Kittle, right? Yeah, it'd probably be Verrett v. Kittle, which is still a mismatch for uh, Kittle size-wise. But Jason Verrett's one of the better ones. Oh, uh, that's an interesting matchup. You know, I mean, I, I would have to get more into it. Uh, and who's scheming plays? You know what I mean? Like, how are we doing this? That's going to be fun. But I, I do like Kittle's body style. And then Debo being able to be motion, it's going to be harder to get a press on him. So he might be difficult to cover. Fair. Uh, I, I agree with you. That is a really solid question there, Michael. Solid question. Yeah. Uh, I want to see it, though. I want to see it in training camp. That's for sure. Mr. Corey, it's more important for the fans to have the money freed up. It's more important to management to get draft capital to save face. I actually disagree with, with that last part there. I don't know if it's more important for management to have draft capital to save face because at this point, I think they would 100% be willing to just move off of Jimmy to free up the money because it allows you to do more things now and in the future. I think the reality is right now for the 49ers is you don't move. Number one, D, Jimmy being on the Rob, Garoppolo being on the roster right now does not prevent you from re-signing or extending anyone that you currently have on the roster, working out deals and things of that nature. It doesn't do any of that. So it's not important for them to, to move off him for that reason. In order to free up money to re-sign people or bring new people in, 
Not important. You can re-sign everyone that you currently have if you need to and extend them, and it has no effect or no impact on the future capital because his money's on the books next year. Yeah. Um, I think the reality is right now is what you look at with Jimmy Garoppolo is in the terms of what he brings to your locker room, it's a net positive. What it adds for Trey Lance's confidence is kind of a net negative in terms of just that dynamic there of that room and how contentious that relationship would have to be at this point based on everything we thought was going to happen. But then in terms of what you could still get from Jimmy for other teams if they saw him, right? A healthy Jimmy Garoppolo in camp throwing some footballs, doing some things, may put some people in situations or teams in situations where they're willing to pull the trigger and give you something for Jimmy rather than nothing. Because at this point, it's a something or nothing sort of game that you're playing. You're either going to get something for Jimmy or you're going to get nothing from Jimmy and just move off of it. And, and what's up, Nick Ellert, uh, the new subscriber? Let's go. Welcome to the 49ers Cutback Crew. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those things where I believe the 49ers would love to get draft capital back. They Something. want that. They want to be able to trade him, get off the money, get the draft capital back. But is that still a possibility? Because I don't know if they deem it a a failure on their part because Jimmy Garoppolo ended up having surgery. You know, Kyle Shanahan said we were nearing a deal. They had something in the works, and then Jimmy Garoppolo elected to have surgery. It probably was the right decision if it was, you know he wasn't recovered enough at that point. But you know, it did throw things and hamper things. So I think they could kind of chalk it up to circumstance that they didn't get what they wanted. But do I think they're still going to try to do everything they can to get some draft draft capital back? while eliminating that money yes it's just if it comes down to draft capital versus like saving seven million dollars because getting one of those other guys back you're only going to save like seven million dollars because they're 18 million dollar contracts correct you're going to want to free up more money than that so then the draft capital doesn't make sense overall um so i think that's when it gets interesting but i do think they would love to be able to trade him and and maybe they will be able to trade him free up all that money and get a little bit draft capital back and then they can take the w because look the reality is too is once jimmy gets to wherever his next landing spot is he can work out a new deal and lower that cap number and cap hit with new team none of that money is guaranteed unless he's on the active roster playing games yeah that's true yeah i i think the jimmy thing hopefully is going to come to resolution in the next couple weeks i hope it comes to a resolution that works out for every part everybody i, I want it to work out for jimmy i yeah. don't hate jimmy garoppolo i don't want jimmy to not have success i would love him to go find a place start and have a long rest of his career like i, I want that for jimmy garoppolo i appreciate everything he's done for san francisco but i also want the niners to get the most bang for their buck in this yeah i i agree with you you know i, I want them to be able to get this deal done um but i'm also you know, okay with them just moving on at some point. So we'll, we'll see what they ultimately do. Uh, they have a plan, and let's see if that plan ends up working out. And look, Lou, I get it. Guys, it's strictly business. I don't see the logic. We're just going to have to agree to disagree for the time being. Time will tell. Lou, you're right on that. It, it, time will 100% tell on the situation. Have the Niners handled this perfectly? Obviously not. Uh, but there are also factors outside of said control that, that play into that and factor into that as well. Uh, Brad Jones here. Take out the 49ers glasses. All right, we got to take them off, Ant. All right, 49ers glasses are off. Where do you honestly rank Jimmy Ward as a safety against the rest of the league? I think he's top 15. You know what I mean? Just sure. just thinking about it that way. I, I think he has the potential to be a Pro Bowl safety in the league. Um, if some things go the right way, I think if he created more turnovers, he could definitely be in the top 10 range. I mean, I think at times his coverage skills allows him to do that, but I think it's safe to say he's a top half of the league safety. I listen that that is the safe bet right top half of the league safety I don't even think that it should be arguable I don't think anyone should be feeling like he's not um, I honestly believe he's a top 10 safety um, and the reason for that is is I, I haven't seen a lot of safeties that do the variety of different things that he does in terms of playing in the box and playing in coverage 
and the flexibility he has to to play both the left and right safety. Him and him and Tart constantly flipping back and forth last year showed his dynamics and his versatility. Um, the path that he's taken in this league from you know first round pick who wasn't really working out as a a cornerback option for the 49ers and found some success in the slot to being a guy that you can rely on a safety to being one of the best top half safeties in the league. And when, when you have a top half safety in the league, I consider you to be one of the best because you know, there's 32 safeties at your position, your specific position in the safety in the safeties in the league. If you're on the top half, you're one of the best to do it uh, in the game. And it doesn't matter who, who you bring in, who you draft and things of that nature until someone supersedes you, supplants you in that spot, you're going to be one of the better safeties in the league and there's going to be a market for you. It's not going to be necessarily a crazy market if you're the 15th best guy or the 10th best guy, but it's going to be a market you're going to make a lot of money. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing. Marvin Rose says, hands 40 in our glasses back to Alex. Bang. Now, if you really <laughs> want me, Jaquiski Tart is the best. No, if it, listen, he, he is at least a top half safety. I would argue you could make a case for him being in the top 10. Yeah, and, and, and thanks... My mom for the for the 4.99 super chat the 49ers cutback thanks guys she loves the 49ers cutback thank you so much really appreciate that and extremely appreciate now, now you get the dance out of Alex hey, you get the dance well, I mean To gave it first. To just, gave it you stole it I just I just copied it you know it's just <laughs> it's it's plagiarism I guess is what it, it's not play YouTube I swear it was a joke it's not plagiarism uh, Nick Nick the new subscriber Nick here for being mad at draft picks in real time and trying to talk myself into TDP a thousand yard back I. A little early right now, this year, no. Future, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited about TDP, though, in this I, offense. I am excited about TDP. I just don't think a role this year is going to allow him to come anywhere close to 1,000 yards. But I do think he can convert on a lot of touchdowns and convert a lot of first downs as well on short yardage situations. I think that is the role that you're going to see from him right now, this season. But I think he could elevate that role. They talked about it before. They want a one-two punch, Elijah Mitchell, you know, and then TDP. So uh, at some point, I'm sure he's going to get more carries. It's very true. Marvin never takes his nether glasses off, and so he was handing me back mine. So I appreciate it, Marvin. I appreciate it. I that. almost misplaced them, so thank you for that. Brad, got to run. Thanks for the answers. Good to see you, man. Thanks, thanks for the questions. We appreciate those. Uh, Bay Mac here. Should the NFL allow steroids to be used responsibly by backups on the team? Please say yes. Um, I, I don't know what's what's up with the whole Tommy Huxley. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, what's up, Tommy? <laughs> well, well placed. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, great, great. Hey, 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 Tommy. <laughs> great. Hey, hey, hey. Look, I mean, I mean, McAfee's got a good response to this. Go, go check out McAfee's pod on that Bay Mac. Bay Mac. McAfee talks about that all the time. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away from that. It's just, it's, it's, it's a meh. It's a meh subject for me. Uh, TDP was a reach, and Sermon doesn't fit the system, unfortunately. So Tommy, regardless of, of what he's seen from TDP, and whether that be camp, whether it be film of him, not high on him. I don't blame him. We'll see how he feels at the end of the season. I'm hoping that TDP yeah. proves you wrong, Tommy. I, I just don't know if you can call him a reach yet. I mean, on face value, it appears it was, but you don't know yet. With Elijah Mitchell, you know, look what he did. If TDP comes out there and plays really well, and, and does take that role that we just talked about, and it converts on those short yardage plays the 49ers have struggled with in the past, does convert in the goal line and touchdown situations, uh, then it, it won't be a reach. And we'll see how he develops. Let's give him a couple years, you know, and if a couple years he doesn't reach the expectations that we have for a third-round running back, then you can call him a reach for sure. I just think it's a little early to go ahead and go out on that limb. Uh, but, you know, if you want to, you can do that. That's okay. I just... To me, I'm just waiting to see him, and I see a lot of good things from him, including vision and balance, uh, that I'm excited about. Uh, Tommy Huxley, me too, guys. I love being wrong. Yeah, there's nothing wrong that. with that. No, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. Nothing. That was a double wrong negative. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean? Does that mean that he? That there is something with being. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. Then is it a double negative, and that means that 
there is something wrong with being wrong, but then if you say it that way, it's a cyclical cycle, so then maybe it's positive? I don't know. You got me completely confused. All I know is that when it comes down to it, players, when you're dealing with this many players, your likelihood of being wrong is vastly more than it is being right. So uh, uh, you're going to be wrong sometimes. You're going to be right sometimes. You're just trying to be right more times than you're wrong, and that's difficult. Or at least half. Yeah. Or at least half. At least half. Like then John Chapman's John hopeful Chapman. new shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully his new shirt. Uh, Mr. Core, you guys are cool and down to earth and, and down to earth with disagreements. Uh, Lombardi likes you, you like your 10, but I like him though because he reads a lot of my comments. So there's that. <laughs> well, as long as he reads a lot of your comments. Hey, regardless, right? He's, yeah. he's, even if he's talking talking down to you as you're claiming, I mean, at least at least he's it's you he's talking down. He's you specifically. He's acknowledged you. That's half the battle. Roman Reigns spent years trying to get people to acknowledge him. Yeah, they all acknowledge him now. They'd, yeah. They better. You know what's going to happen if they don't? business yeah the business and the noise brought on him <laughs> noise <laughs> should kyle be fired if he doesn't build a super bowl winning team in 20 years as a head coach or would you guys still call him a genius and give him more time um in 20, in 20 years I, i'm the likelihood of him being still around would not be good i'm pretty sure he'd be gone in 20 years in san francisco in san francisco yes. yeah he would be somewhere else uh, i actually believe if he doesn't win a super bowl in the life of trey lance's contract he could possibly be gone, so Agreed. I think that's realistic for a timetable for how Tom or how uh, he needs to win a championship. Maybe in the next four years or so. Uh, look, I, I think the window is about that four to five year stretch. Um, that's what he has right now. You've tied your your future and your legacy to Trey Lance, the, this quarterback. Um, a lot of coaches have done this. Yeah, they've tied their legacies to quarterback. Now, here's the great thing about being as young as Kyle Shanahan and tying your legacy to this specific quarterback. If it doesn't work out, you could end up somewhere else and do it all over again with a different quarterback and change your legacy. Sometimes it's just a matter of time and finding the right guy at the right time, the right moment, right? And being able to that to take your your team and your your ideas and how you want your offense to look and execute over the top. Uh, Andy Reid is a perfect example of that. A guy who tied his legacy originally to Donovan McNabb and the Philadelphia Eagles and came up short Many, 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 many times and didn't get it right until Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, there is a shelf life, you know, and uh, your, your stay in one location depends on how much success you have. And I think they're hoping they're going to win a Super Bowl. And if he does win a Super Bowl, that will buy him years. Um, and I'm hoping we're going to get a I'm Super Bowl. I'm willing to give him a decade. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping we're going to get a Super Bowl out of Kyle Shannon in this regime. I really think that. Uh, that would be really fun to watch. Uh, we need one in our adult life yeah. to be able to watch the 49ers yeah, win a yeah. Super Bowl. I think they can do it. I think they can get it done. Uh, but, yeah, they have a lot of work to do still. Uh, they do. They do have a lot of work to do. But, I mean, yeah, give me a Super Bowl ASAP, Ant, and, and let me enjoy it. And Mr. Corey is saying Trey Lance winning the Super Bowl this year on the same field he made his first start with the flex emoji. Yeah. And, He's and, flexing over the Arizona Cardinals in the league. Uh, that That would be huge, you know. I mean, being able to win a Super Bowl – uh, in your first year as a starter, I think that right away the 49ers would feel absolutely validated. And I think everyone that is, you know, redrafting the draft and giving the 49ers uh, Mac Jones would crawl back into the hole they PFF, came out of um, because that would be an absolutely huge move. And if the 49ers do win the Super Bowl this year with Trey Lance as a starting quarterback, uh, they're absolutely on the scene for years to come. Uh, you're, you're talking potential of winning multiple Super Bowls. And I think that's what you're hoping you're going to get out of this this draft pick in this team. Wait, wait, talk about something that's just way too early, right? We always do our way too early, like Super Bowl, way too early, way too early power rankings, way too early redrafting after guys have been in the year for a, a league for a year. PFF. Is there nothing else going? You covered the whole league. 
That's 32 teams. But that's a lot of need for content. You don't have anything else to write about? It's the dead period, man. You can't talk about teams. We're not even going that far, and we talk about one football team. Yeah. Oh. But we can actually talk about, like, that's the players true. and the true. scheme and the system. They only have their numbers. Yeah. That's, yeah. I forgot about that. It, and their formulas. Well, and, I mean, they have 32 teams, but they're trying to put out a vast amount of content. That's like, true. They have a lot of guys working for them. It's true. They do yeah. have a lot of people. Uh, yeah. No hate, PFF. Just confusion. I'm just confused. <laughs> that's all. Uh Harvin Rose here. In 20 years, Joe Montana's grandson will be eligible to play. There is hope. Not to mention the fact that Arch Manning will have been in the league at that point for probably like 15 years or something like that. And maybe it's in San Francisco. Who knows? Arch Manning. What a, what a talent that guy is. Uh, Holy shnikes. Yeah, Texas got themselves a, a huge uh, well huge guy. For now, he's just verbally committed. Uh, Steve Scarkeesians, the guy the just, Mannings have picked to lead him. I'm just saying. It's a verbal commitment. It, It'll mean nothing until he signs on that dotted line. Signing day is coming, though. It's about a year away from yeah. him. So. I'm excited. I'm excited for him. He can dunk a basketball, ain't That's true. He's an extremely talented athlete. Oof. My goodness gracious. Arch Manning, that is Quinton. That is something I'm actually extremely excited to see. Extremely excited. Uh, Mr. Corey, whose 49ers jersey do you guys have? And go ahead and start. Um, so I have Fred Warner, George Kittle, uh, Frank Gore, I used to have Joe Montana, but it got stolen. So Son no, of a... Who does that? Yeah, no more Joe Montana. That's I have Kyle Juszczyk, and I have uh, my number 14 traveling jersey. You're Ray Worshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the Ray, Ray Worshing. That's solid right there. Yeah, uh, Leon O'Neal Jr., solid. Brock Purdy. Damn, dude, that's like nine jerseys. Jalen Hurd for a little bit yeah, of time, too. Yeah, Kasim Osgood. Dude, that's literally... It's like nine or ten jerseys. It is. There. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I have that. I got... Uh, obviously, look, I, I, have, I have my Jerry Rice. I have my Steve Young. Um, I have uh, I have a Ronnie Lot that's not it's not wearable. I gotta find the number patch. It's it's an old Mitchell and Ness like from way back when the numbers came off. So I gotta find replacement numbers, get those stitched on. But as soon as I do that, then I have a Ronnie Lot jersey. Uh, I have a Kittle. I have a Debo. Uh, I have a Trent Williams. It's one of my favorites. I have a Fred Warner. Uh, I like that one a lot as well. Uh, a Dre Greenlaw. Love the Dre Greenlaw because it's like the mesh on the field. It's it's beautiful. Uh, and then randomly, an Anquan Bolden jersey. So there's that. Okay. I mean, I like Anquan. <laughs> like there you go. Anquan Bolden. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I got an Anquan Bolden jersey for reasons. I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you why, but it's there. Yeah, I think if Debo signs an extension, I'd be more than happy to get a Debo. Uh, I pulled the trigger early. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the extension. Uh yeah, I got a number fourteen jersey last year. So if BA if BA goes uh, goes off this year, then Brandon Ayuk will be the next jersey I want to get. Yeah, I like. And that then one. obviously Trey Lance. Itself. Yeah. Uh, so. Nick says, "What will be more exciting this year, the return of the deep ball or watching our D line paired with our best cornerback group?" I know a lot of people are going to say the return of the deep ball, but good golly almighty, I can't wait to watch this D line and cornerback group, man. We haven't had a talented D line at the same time as having a top the bottom stud quarterback group yeah i'm i'm excited about that as well Be, number one i just get excited about defensive line in general it's true and the 49ers went out and got like 12 really good defensive linemen so i'm excited about that but now that they're going to be able to have an extra second uh to get after the quarterback true. means some of those hurries and some of those hits are going to turn into sacks and i think that's going to be big for the defense and maybe more turnovers so i'm really excited about the 49ers getting after the quarterback uh yeah we really do and that that's not a knock on trey lance and the deep ball i'm extremely excited about that but in all honesty i expect it to be good like i've seen trey lance throw a deep ball already so i'm, I'm anticipating that being a, a positive thing so 
We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Marvin says that the guy Notre Dame just has recruited is pretty good too. I haven't I haven't seen it. I don't pay attention to a lot of Notre Dame, and even though it's like twenty five minutes away from my fiance's hometown, so I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's whatever. Uh, Bay Mac, do you guys have a game day ritual? I usually roll four to five sandwiches, Ant, and then go to the nearest drugstore, get my beer and pistachios, uh, and head to my brother's. Yeah, he, he's definitely... He rolls, that's a good... He, he did not say sandwich. sandwiches. No, he, uh, he definitely said sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. No, no sandwiches. He didn't say sandwiches. He said sandwiches. Yeah. Um, he, he's having some marijuana, but... Oh. Um, yeah, is I mean... That, is, I, that, is that a sandwich? Yeah, I do have a ritual. Uh, I work at night, so I sleep primarily. So when the 49ers play at 10, that's a little struggle. Um, but I sleep, and then I wake up, uh, and I usually eat tacos while I watch the game. That's good. That's a good ritual. Yeah. Uh, coffee. Uh, make coffee. Usually make some sort of sausage egg, whether that's a scramble or like on Hawaiian sweet rolls. Mm. So those, are, those are pretty good. Or pancakes, yeah. one, one of those, one of those in, in that mix there. Um, and then if the Niners play early, then it's just the Niners game. Uh, unless, of course, Ant, the Pats are playing at the same time. And then it's the Niners game and the Pats game on the phone so that Megan can watch it. And if there's like a elongated commercial or something, we'll flip over to the Pats game on the big TV. And I'll put the Niners game on my phone so that way I know when it comes back on so we can immediately transition back. Uh, but seems like a lot of work. It's, it is a lot of work, but that's what happens when you have a significant other that likes football and their, their team is the Patriots for some God unknown reason. And you have to try and make it work. You, you try and find the best possible way. That's tough. It's not easy. I tell you, it's not easy, <laughs> but I love her and it's worth it. It's totally worth it. You uh, seem convinced. I'm convinced. <laughs> uh, look, I, I, the reality is though, usually coffee, a nice breakfast. And then if the Niners play early, you sit down and watch the 49ers game. And if the Niners don't play early and then it's usually a lot of managing said for, uh, fantasy football team in the morning, trying to get those things lined up. So I don't have to worry about it in the afternoon. I can just enjoy some 49ers football. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, definitely. I, I think when the Niners play early, it definitely throws our, our schedule a little off because we do the reaction show after it and everything like that. So when they, when they play late at the one o'clock one, uh, we usually don't miss the afternoon. I mean the, the early games we're able to watch those. True. Um, so it's it's definitely it's definitely there's rituals, but I wouldn't say there's anything like dead set. It's normally tacos, but if I don't have tacos, it's not like I think they're gonna lose or anything like that. I'm not. I don't take it that far. I'm not superstitious. Uh, no, that would be that would be my brother. My brother is the superstitious one. Is he? He'll wear the same jersey. Oh, okay. And won't wash it. Just won't wash it. I don't he'll like just, it. He'll wear it. He'll wear it. Whatever. And then if the Niners like on a win streak, he'll just fold it uh, up. I'm I'm sorry, X. I can't get with that. He, I can't get with does. that. He's he is the superstitious type. There was a time where I was that way, Ant, about specific things, like like when I when I used to play, yeah, um, especially my senior year of basketball. After I had the injury, the ankles, I got into a routine where it felt like if I didn't do it, something was off. And it was usually like how I taped my ankles, what sock I put on first, things like that, mm -hmm. what shoe gets tied first, sort of sort of things, just because I thought it was keeping the bad juju away from all the injuries I had senior year. Uh, but I've I've never gone. That far. The comment of the day so far from Marvin Rose, I hide from my wife until the game starts. Yikes. And now I need more information, Marvin. Why what? are you hiding? Are there chores to be done? <laughs> Is there some sort of task she wants completed? Oh, I love it. If she it. sees you before the game starts, do you have to make the food? I, I love it. I just is it one of those things that once you get into your chair and the game is on, she knows to to like it's this is your time. And so you're just trying to Make sure that nothing prevents you from that time starting immediately. Yeah, I'm curious what his response is going to be. Intriguing. And uh, Bay Max says, after the 49ers game, do you guys dive into film or wait and catch the all, all the other games in Game Pass until you get your hands on the coach's film? 
Um, sometimes I'll go back and watch it again, you know, and just get into a little bit of, you know, what I saw. And then a lot of times we wait until we get into the film as far as the game breakdown. But we have to watch it again uh, to have an understanding of what's going on because we do so many episodes before the coach's film was even available. And the way that the Game Pass has been working recently, it hasn't been available very early. So it's been more and more difficult to get your hands on it. Here we go, NFL Game Pass. You're really and great about it. Marvin said honeydews. You're right, Alex. Yep. You got you <laughs> stuff he's got to do. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, honeydews. Yes. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna remember this, guys. I'm not married yet, so uh, you know I don't. I don't know these these marriage this marriage lingo you got going on. But the more you can teach me, the more I will learn. And I will appreciate. It. Thank you. I say thank you right now. Appreciate it. Honeydews, Ant. Avoiding the honeydews. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And and and. Gary watches at the Heathen with seventy five or so faithful. Then he goes home and streams it and watches solid. It. Yeah, that's a good day. That's a great day. Yeah, seventy five or so of the faithful. That's awesome. That sounds like a blast. Look at that. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Uh, Mr. Corey and his Pistons got Jaden Ivy. He wants his Niners to get J C Treader. So he's still hoping J C Treader happens. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the J C Treader thing, but it doesn't feel likely at this point. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't. Um, I don't know where J C Treader is going to end up. I figured he would already be signed by now, but no team is really, you know, really taking a bite out of it. So we'll see what happens if if J C Treader ends up landing in a in a uniform and could it be the 49ers? I, I, it's a chance. I wouldn't put it 50, 50 or anything like that, but it's still a chance. Niners have not taken a bite out of JC Treader, just like Marvin Rose doesn't take a bite out of the honey dews on game. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't do it. Yeah. No honey dews for Marvin. No, I love it. I don't necessarily blame him. I get, I get what he's getting at. I get it. You know, cause one honey dew is going to turn into like 15 honey dews. And then before you know it, it's halftime. And, and you've seen like two snaps. Just, just awful. It's just awful. Treader, you better. That was good. Tommy, that rhyme. That was that was glorious. Are you having a bachelor party, Alex? Congratulations, though. Yes, uh, we'll be having a little soiree with with friends at 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 our at our place, and uh, nothing too crazy. So, guys, don't get anything into your into your heads about uh, crazy stuff happening. No, it'll be a nice, uh, fun, relaxing evening with friends. That that'll be it. It's it's all fun and games until I put Horst in charge of, of making don't. sure some entertainment nope. shows up. He will go. He will. <laughs> he will not go slightly offsides. He will go a hundred percent offsides. <laughs> we already know that that will happen. <laughs> Horst, don't you dare! Don't you dare! I have a deposit to get back, my guy. I have a deposit to get back, uh, Christopher. I hope the 49ers take it this year. Been a long time since we won in 1995. Go 49ers this season. Agreed. Yeah, love that, Christopher. I, I'm with you on that. This would be a nice year for the 49ers to go ahead and get it done. It's been a long time. It's it's been over 30 years and it hasn't been good. So hopefully the 49ers will win the Super Bowl, and I think they have the potential to do so. We can go into the season excited about they have put together a team that has the potential to win a Super Bowl. Uh, you are not wrong there. They definitely do. It's nice having this team as competitive as as has been, Ant, because expectations are high, uh, and they haven't disappointed most seasons. 2020 was the odd season out because of all the injuries. Uh, let's hope the injury bug stays away yet again, and we get to another 49ers team making a deep run into the playoffs. Uh, Marvin streams the Niner game. If New England is playing at the same time, then I keep up with the game. Uh, if after or before that, I watch New England. Uh, Nick says, Treader, notoriously outspoken about no offseason stuff. If he does sign, it won't be until camp. I think that's a good point. You know, I, that, a lot of these veterans, and especially Treader, doesn't want to go through mini camps, doesn't want to go through training camp. Um, so maybe he would wait until the last minute to sign. But we'll see if he ends up somewhere. And if he does, it would be nice if he came to the 49ers. I think that would answer a lot of questions. You know about the offensive line, but right now it's going to be Brendel or Brunskill. 
you know, or one of these young guys going to push it. But those are the two most likely names. And I think you just keep trend, you know, Treader on the the back burner and see what happens there. Hey, you gotta, you gotta, you. I think the Niners want to roll with the guys they currently have in house, and if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, then you have a backup plan, an emergency option, uh, with a guy like J.C. Treader. Yes, it's a risk because someone else could sign him, but someone else has to pull that trigger also. Um, someone else may like their roster and like the pieces they currently have. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what the Niners decide to do and how it ends up playing out. Uh, Tommy continuing the rhyming with the June swoon, but then says the lambs are taking an L in week one. Who is with me? I'm good with them taking an L in every single game during the season. 0-17? So, uh, they're not going 0-17, but sh- I sure as heck would love that. Damn. It would be good. It would be great if that if that, uh, if that happens. And I would appreciate an 0-17 season for the Rams from Super Bowl champions to not winning a gosh darn thing this upcoming season. It would be glorious. Suck at Bobby Wagner and Aaron Donald. That's not going to happen, though. They're, they are going to... Both of them could single-handedly win them at least one football game. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that they have enough star power to win football games. It's going to be a war of attrition out there. The 49ers are going to have to go out there and compete, and the whole goal is to get into the playoffs. And if you do, you have an opportunity to win, and they've put a roster together that should be able to survive. How deep they are, they should be able to survive a 17-game season, and hopefully they're the healthiest when they get into the playoffs because I think they really would have a good opportunity to get not only through the playoffs, but get through that big Super Bowl win. And then it would be a party in like we're 1995 all over again. You know, that's right. Uh, Nick Eller here. I have Jeff Wilson being cut and finding his way to the practice squad. Who is your surprise cut? That would be a surprise to me if that would happen. Um, Oh, man. Surprise cut. Surprise cut. You know what? I I could see a surprise cut being Diamond Lenore. Yeah, I think I think one that might surprise some people is Ross Dwelly. I think mm, Ross Dwelly is going to get cut. I don't think he's going to make this roster barring an injury. Um, so if you were high on Ross Dwelly, some people have him as high as the second tight end. To me, that would be a you know for some a surprise cut, not to me, but to them. True, uh, it's very true. Josh Allen is from my part of the world, the San Joaquin Valley. Yeah, it's true. He is. He's yeah, from this area. I forgot that, about that. That's where we're from too. That is San true. Joaquin Valley. Accurate. Yeah. Uh, accurate. Uh, Josh Allen, extremely talented guy. And Marvin Rose said Buffalo's a good football team. Tommy Ant with the slander. The Bills are are a better team, guys. The team, the Bills are a better team than, than the Niners. Yeah, but they also got to make it out of the AFC. What or AFC? Which is uh, just loaded. Which is absolutely loaded. And the it's thing literally is, murders room. The thing is, right now they haven't proven that they can get to the Super Bowl recently. They haven't proven they can get over the hump. They have a really good football team. They really do. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they have to be there at the end, right? They have to be in the the only chance they have to knock off the 49ers is the Super Bowl. True. Uh, and I'll go ahead and I'll take my chances if the Niners get there that this defense can go ahead and stop the Buffalo Bills for one game or at least slow them down enough. So I think that's going to go. It, that whoever gets out of the AFC is going to be absolutely battle tested, but they could also be beat up. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be a fun season for sure. The AFC is going to be good, but the 49ers have an easier trip to get to the Super Bowl. Very true. Gary, his surprise cut sermon ant. Sermon. Oh, yeah. Okay. That would be a surprise. That would be a surprise. And Tommy said, I mean, better than the Lambs. Yeah. Oh, right. okay. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't disagree right. with you. I'm with you on that, Tommy. I also we're, believe we're, the Niners are better than the Lambs, but I do as well. Yeah. I mean, there's that. Yeah. We, we're in a full agreement here. I like it's it. Just, I, just a tripod of agreement. <laughs> Who's the kickstand? 
That's the question. Baymax, surprise cut is Jimmy G. No one's going to be surprised by that, <laughs> Baymax. Come on, Baymax. Tommy Huxley did think mine was bold, Aunt Demo being gone. So yours was accurate because he believes Dwelly is gone. And mine was in the bold category. I like that. I mean, it could be bold. But when you start looking at the way that that defensive back room is, is put together, um, somebody's going that's high-valued by the 49ers. If that's the Amru Lenore, Samuel Womack, I mean... It, it, one of those guys could be gone, and Womack just got here. So it, Crazy. it's one of those things you don't want it to happen, but it could happen. But that it would be surprising just because how high they were on Diablo Lenore last year. Uh, accurate. Uh, Marvin has to go. He has to mow the lawn, guys. The honeydews got him, and oh, honeydews got, got him. Got him. Go, go take care of business before it gets too dark. That's that's good. Mr. Corey Verrett is my surprise cut. That's his that's his actual surprise cut. Ouch. So that's that that, that, deep. that one does cut deep. It it really does. Uh, they've proven they can lose four Super Bowls in a row with a thumbs up. So, yikes! <laughs> that one. He's tough. also not wrong, but yikes! Yeah. Poor Bills Mafia. What a very dedicated fan base. Can Harry surprise? Can Hyder, Carrie Hyder, surprise? Uh, cut to the casuals. Carrie Hyder, a surprise cut to the casuals. Um, I mean, it could be a surprise cut to people that, you know, don't pay attention because they're going to remember what he did in 2020. Correct. But how deep this defensive line group is, I don't think that would surprise me. Uh, it would just, who would they choose over him, you know, and how many defensive linemen did they ultimately pick? But, I mean, Hyder's going to have to go out there and compete, and that room is absolutely stacked. Loaded. It is a loaded room. And, Nick, you are not wrong. Uh, Wilson did not look back, did not look great coming back last year from the injury, but he's had a full offseason, a full, full chance and an opportunity to get healthy and get back to the best version of himself. So we'll see. That running back room is going to be an interesting position battle all training camp long. That, the cornerback room, the cornerback room is going to be bloody, man. It is going to be a bloodbath because there is a lot of names and a lot of talent there, and they're not going to be able to keep half of that talent that's crazy yeah i'm curious if sermon is uh developed into a one cut and go guy if he hasn't he doesn't really fit this scheme still yep. so we're going to be able to find out real quick when we get out there and see what he can do i'm excited about it i'm excited about the running back room overall i mean nate sudfeld elijah mitchell uh not i said nate sudfeld because i was thinking tommy huxley sure uh but nate sudfeld is a different story that's in the quarterback room but uh trey sermon to go with elijah mitchell was supposed to be the one-two punch Yet the 49ers mentioned that the one-two punch was involving TDP. Uh, so could he have been unset? We'll see. Possibly. Uh, Tommy, Tommy, your surprise cut is Sally Field Sudfeld, Ant. So he's saying Nate Sudfeld. Caleb, quickly get on him. He's being disrespectful to your to your guy, to Suddy. If they were to cut Sudfeld, I would be absolutely stunned seeing as you guaranteed him $2 million. I think the only way they would is if Jimmy Garoppolo made the roster. Uh, and I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo still being on the roster, but no. if he is, then Nate Sudfeld could be at risk of being released. Agreed. Uh, Tom here, how can you guys get a hold of game tape to break down and watch yourself? Yeah, so NFL Game Pass is available through the NFL, and you can go ahead and, and order that, and then they put up the, the coach's film. It, it used to be up right away. Usually at, 24 hours. Yeah, 24 hours, but last year they, they revamped the system and it took longer, so we had to go other ways to go ahead and get our hands on the game film uh, luckily for us, we did find somebody that was willing to share game film, True. you know, from another country with us, and they would get because in other places, in other countries, uh, game pass is different. They get it earlier for whatever reason, but they hooked us up, and we were able to get some last year. Very true. Uh, and Tom, if a VPN were to sponsor us, this would be the perfect time for us to throw in a VPN sponsor right here, where we could break down and tell you how great VPNs are and how you could bypass certain things in order to get that all twenty-two film access earlier. The VPN companies. 
we're waiting. <laughs> yeah, and 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 uh, Baymax's Game Pass is trash. You need to be hooked up. Uh, you need to be hooked up or circumventing firewalls and region blocks, Ant. Or probably go onto our Patreon. There's also that. Actually, that's probably the easiest way. If you do want to watch any All-22 film from last year, especially that first about 12 weeks of the season where it's really consistent in terms of what they were posting before Game Pass completely fell off and just deteriorated, you can head on over to our Patreon. It's as little as five bucks a month, and, and they can get access to a lot of that content. It's great. And Marketing Pro's here. Oh, he is? Just a, with a quick reminder, Trey is not ready. Oh, that's cute. I appreciate the public service. Hey, Marketing Pro, I feel like there's a question that you've been dodging every time you come into chat. Um, it's a pretty simple question. It just requires a yes or a no. Um, are you going to be the Rams correspondent for Quest for the West this season? Yeah, we have a show that comes on the channel called Quest for the West. Is that Marketing Pro, we'd like for you to be the Rams correspondent. There's somebody from the Arizona Cardinals or someone from the Seahawks, and there's Alex from the 49ers. I mean, so like we're still waiting. We've offered this up numerous times now. What I don't want to have to do is is find another Rams fan. I really don't want that, Ant, um, because whenever you're dealing with Rams fans, especially Rams fans down there at, at, at SoFi, um, they tend to be wearing red for some reason. So what I don't want to do is, is open this up, and then you know we get a, a red Rams fan on the show who actually doesn't like the Rams at all and is a 49ers fan. Uh, so don't don't do that to the Rams to the Ramley. Don't don't do it to the Ramley marketing pro. Uh, show up. Uh, and Gary has a statement. Jordan Mason will make Sermon expendable. Woo! I think a lot of people are, are jumping on the bandwagon. And then Hugo G with a great question or a great comment. Mitch Wisnowski would be mine as a special cut. But anyone know if they bring in some competition for punter? Uh, San Francisco, my right leg is available. Well, it will swell up like a balloon. The actually. other player that. I believe is available now is Bradley Pinion. Oh, that's right. Pinion is available. Could the 49ers make a move and go back to one of their own in Bradley Pinion? Could. I didn't hate Bradley Pinion. Yeah, I was just I that, that's just an interesting uh comment there from Hugo. I, I like that. Mm, that is interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens. If Mitch Wisnowski comes out though and starts fl flipping bombs all over the field at training camp, then his job is safe. If he doesn't, then possibly. And Pinion's got a leg. He does have a cannon. Uh, no AFC team is better than the 49ers, I think, says Christopher. I like that. I like yeah, that I like Christopher's thinking. True. Uh, Mr. Corey, one of the five Rams fans showed up in chat. They did. Uh, it's Marketing <laughs> Pro. He is here. Uh, do, do it, Marketing Pro. Come on, man. Uh, Rudy is pretty cool. Another delusional Rams fan, though. Oh. Well, I don't know about delusion. They did just want a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. They can't be too delusional. Yeah. They're just, they're just riding the high. Oh, oh, signed with the Falcon. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate the update. I did not catch that. Sucks. Oh, no competition in camp for the 49ers. Uh, no hope for Bradley Pinion. It's going to be our guy. It's going to be Mitch Wisnowski. Yeah. Or, or, or my ballooned right leg after one kick. Hand. One of the two. Let's hope it's not that. Let's hope it's Mitch. Mitch yeah. Mitch is much better suited for the job. Uh, look, TCC, this was a lot of fun. A lot of great questions. A lot of interesting conversations. This is going some places that I was a little little wary of and but you know what it all turned out well in the end we hope that you're extremely excited for all the 49ers news that's coming in because we're just a mere 26 27 days away from the start of training camp yeah and be on the lookout for all the content that's going to be happening over the weekend there's going to be stuff coming out you know tomorrow you're going to want to check out we're going to go through the defense of depth chart and talk about all the players at each position and which ones you know how there's how they're stacked up going into training camp that's going to be an exciting video uh check that out tomorrow and there'll be stuff all throughout the week but also tomorrow slightly offsides goes live on patreon and for all channel members so if you want to check that out hop over there we talk about some interesting things including 
what are you doing, Trey? Trey posted some interesting stuff on Instagram, and me and Horse got into it. Oh, I'm excited for that. So TCZ, make sure you hop over to Patreon and check that out or become a channel member here on YouTube. Helps us more over on Patreon, but we understand sometimes you like one platform, that's a-okay. You can join and get that content as well right here on YouTube. Hit that join button or head over to Patreon and join over there. You get exclusive content. That one is going to be a good one, and I will not be missing that one at all, not even a little bit. TCC, we had a lot of fun. It's a good conversation. Lots of things still to come. We'll see how training camp plays out. And until the next one, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.